Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, the number 215 forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that is at Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. That's K N O W Y A. R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R. Now, whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio FM, iHeartRadio Podcast, or many, many more, you can get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right. All right. Guys, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. Thanksgiving around, the holidays is all around. I hope you and yours are doing well. So listen, we're not even going to play around with it. As I said, I wanted to have this pod a little bit longer. I don't want it to be an hour, though, all right? (laughs) I don't like hour podcasts. I think you can lose people for an hour if you're not having, like, a super deep breakdown. Now, we got a lot to talk about, so this is the schedule. We'll go over last night's games. We'll do tonight's games. We'll talk about the power rankings, and I just want to talk to you about a lot of things I'm noticing um, some, some fun stuff, man. I got a little, little, um, I got some stuff to get into. All right. So let's get into last night's games. Um, we'll get into last night's games. We'll do picks of today's games and then I'll do my thing. All right. So last night, y'all, the Philadelphia 76ers defeated the Brooklyn Nets 115 to 106. Now, if you didn't know, the Sixers did not have Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and James Harden, and they beat a fully healthy um, Nets team with Kyrie, Durant, and Ben coming back to Philly. Being honest with you, Ben was aggressive early, and it did look like the Nets went out of their way to make sure he was uh, comfortable and aggressive. Uh, I think he said he practiced meditation before the game. He looked good early, man. He was uh, going to the rim. He was finding guys. He's playing with a lot of confidence. But the Nets weren't playing any defense. The Sixers were a notorious bad rebounding team. Had let me give you some stats real quick. Uh, total rebounds. Sixers had forty nine rebounds, right? The Nets had thirty five. The Sixers are one of their worst rebounding teams in the league, and they killed the Nets on the offensive glass. Think about that, right? Um, ben had seven. Royce O'Neal had seven, which is crazy. Claxton, which is usually is a good rebounder, uh, struggled tonight. Um, Durant had five, but they just they don't rebound well. And worse than the rebounding to me was the three-point defense. To me, the only way the Sixers had a possible shot of winning this game was just getting dumb hot from three. And I think that was it. And what did they do? They got dumb hot from three. So uh, let's 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 round them off. A lot of guys went off. A lot of guys played well. George Niang got by Durant about two or three times, let him know. Uh, finished with 16 points, five rebounds, two assists. On four out of five shooting, uh, Cork Myers finished with nine points and four rebounds on two or four from three. Uh, but this player, the game I played the game was uh, De'Anthony Melton. All right, twenty-two points, four rebounds, four assists in thirty-two minutes, seven out of sixteen from the floor, and six out of eleven from the three-point line. All right, An absolutely ridiculous heat check game. Shake Milton played really well too. Chipped in with sixteen points, six rebounds, five assists. Um. And even though Melton was the player of the game, the driving force in the second half was definitely Tobias Harris. 
after turning his ankle in about the late second quarter, he comes back in and he went off. And it's kind of funny after the game, he was like, you know, I'm not the number one guy often. So it was really important for me to go back in it, go back in the game and get my rhythm. And that made me think as much as I get on Tobias Harris, I do think the Doc, Doc Rivers um, and the Sixers stars all have to do a better job as far as getting him the ball. He has such a reduced role now to where it's just a spot-up three-point shooter and maybe attack off of a closeout. You know, I have to do a better a job of empowering him in the lineup. I'm not saying he should lead the shot attempts over other players, but he has talent, man. And I don't know if this roster is getting maximized. You know, even with Melton and Milton as two shooting two shooting backup uh, guards, there's some um, there's some things you can do with this roster. It ain't it ain't that bad. Um, it really isn't. Paul Reed was also phenomenal. Hashtag know your role player. Um, he finishes with a double-double, 19 and 10. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 7 and 9 shooting. And this was just great. Uh, Matisse Thibault played three minutes. I'm not going to lie, y'all. He might be getting traded. I wouldn't do it. I appreciate his defense. Doc has basically bailed on him. Um, the guy got it makes first-team all-NBA defense. I still think it's very valuable. But he, he might be gone. But back to Brooklyn for a second. Kyrie was uh, pretty bad as a passer. He finished with two assists. Now, he made some good passes, and I want to talk about a couple other things I noticed. Um, Joe Harris, I think, is either have a setback from an injury or just had an off night because he was horrible. He was one out of eight. He missed every open shot. Um, He was open the whole game. He really didn't do anything. Seth Curry played really solid, 14 points, two rebounds, two assists. Um, definitely gave him the spark, and him and Ben Simmons definitely have great synergy playing together. And like I said, the the, the thing about Ben is, and as I told before, I thought he was going to have a triple-double. He was close. But I, I did think he would play well because, I don't know, he played in that stadium before. He had a great matchup. You know, he was talking about how the booze wasn't that loud. Well, to me, the booze wasn't that loud because the intensity wasn't there because they don't have their guys there. I don't think the Sixers fans thought they were going to win. I just think they didn't want to get blown out, and they didn't. And when they wound up winning, I just think it's kind of like, okay, we can boo him or we can cheer our own team. The other thing is Ben reverted back to some tactics, missing free throws late. I don't remember what happened to him in the fourth quarter. He kind of disappeared. But the biggest thing is when they switched Ben at the five, and I want you guys to notice this, uh, maybe not tonight because they got a good matchup. He might be better tonight. Ben is not great at defending the rim, right? To me, he's elite and phenomenal at defending guards and forwards at the wing. But, you know, to guard the rim is a different responsibility as far as when to help, when not to, to rebound, to protect the paint. It's it's a different job than the thing. And the Sixers did a long sample size of it, and he wasn't good at it. He wasn't good. Now, listen, anything can change. Any number can be moved and adjusted. So I am thinking that he's going to have a balanced back game, but I wouldn't be surprised that if he still struggles with that. And so moving forward for the Nets, Jacques, um, they just didn't play hard. They were lazy. They weren't getting back on defense. They didn't close out on shooters. They didn't box out and rebound. And I'm just thinking, like, did y'all just kind of think this game was going to be sweet? Or did y'all just kind of, like, I don't know. I have no idea what to think of the Nets after this game. Um, both of these teams are still have a long ways to go. But uh, great encouraging one for the Sixers. As far as the Nets, I don't know, man. Even Durant... When he wanted to, he just played around with P.J. Tucker. Taking 14 shots isn't enough. He should have took about 24, 25. The flow of the game just seemed like, to me, they will just win and make sure Simmons was going to get his. And he got his. 
But they didn't do. They're just horrible defensively. And like I said, I'm not too confident that they can improve individually and as a concept, as a team. Yeah, they can improve, but they're pretty bad defensively. <clears throat> uh, let's keep it moving. Yo, so y'all know I talked about Memphis, right? And I picked Memphis to win. And what did they do last night? They won the game. They defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 113-109. to And this game was really big for a lot of reasons. One, before the game, John Morant was expected to be out for week to week with a sprained ankle, right? And not only did he play, but he played really well. And nobody, and I mean nobody, was expecting him to play, right? So let me go to Morant real quick. John Morant plays in 34 minutes, plays with... 34 points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists. So the fact that they got him back is really encouraging. I got to start my Jaron Jackson Jr. rant. He played solid with 22 points and 3 rebounds, but I got to be honest with y'all. He's like a jump-shooting uh, power forward. He, um, he, they have to find ways to get this guy to score inside. Uh, like I said, I'm fine with him shooting, but I need more of his offense to get some easy buckets, man. He's too athletic, too talented. I need easier buckets for him. Um... You know, they, uh, the Brooklyn, excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies had some really solid role players, and John Karchar and Al Damata, uh, they're both solid three-point shooters that played well. But this was such a big win for the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, I talked about it um, in last last night, yesterday's pod, excuse me. You know, they, had to, they, they needed to win big games in a row so this team can have more confidence. I already believe in their roster construction, and I love their best players, but... Yesterday is one of the best, most complete games they had. Like I said, it's good that John Moran played, so they played with that pressure. And I just got to say, y'all know I got on De'Aaron Fox a lot last year. I thought he dogged it defensively. I just thought he didn't bring it. I didn't think he was a good leader. And he has done a complete 180. I think he's been phenomenal, and he is the number one reason they have a 10-6 and record now. And like I said, they're legit. I, I think everything they're doing is sustainable. Um, every night there's different guys helping out and scoring, and let's get into that part right there. So we'll get to Fox in a second, but I wanted to give some of the other role players a lot of love. Kevin Hewitter with 18 points, six rebounds, four out of seven for the three. Harrison Barnes was phenomenal, six, excuse me, 26 points. <laughs> Let me get it right. Four rebounds and four out of eight from the three-point line, also playing solid defense all night. And Sabonis, even though he got in foul trouble, which happens about once every three games, he still finished with eight assists, 13 rebounds, and nine points. So everybody contributed. And then off the bench, you had uh, Malik Monk, who's been a double-digit scorer a few times this year, and Metu, who's also been solid. And even though Donovan Mitchell doesn't score a ton, he's a really good defender, and he can push the pace. So they have a really, really good team. Keegan Murray didn't do anything tonight. He only finished with two, two, and three. Uh, missed all of his three-point shots, but that's okay. Like I said, every night there's some guy stepping it up, but the leader and the guy in the tank of this offense is De'Aaron Fox. 11 out of 21, 5 out of 8 from the three-point line. We'll get to that in a second. 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and 32 points? Yo, stop playing, dude. Like, yo, come on, y'all. Like, this this was this was, this was was a game, like I said, Memphis isn't healthy, but Memphis is still good. All right, they're still good with John Moran in the lineup and Jaron Jackson. And this was a really impressive win. Uh, you know, last season, Darren... De'Aaron Fox teams would just go under the screens. And even though he could hit a couple, he didn't shoot that high of a percentage. He's shooting much better, much more confidently. I don't even remember the last time I saw this dude take 8-3. So the work he put in the summer is definitely showing. And I definitely hope it's sustainable because they're a joy to watch. I stood by all year. 
and I'm going to say it, every time I talk about the Kings' success, uh, is that they're going to make the playing tournament. Charles Barkley, last night on NBA on TNT, said one thing even farther. He said that they're actually, they're not even going to be in the playing tournament, so he expected them to be a sixth seed at worst. I personally can't go that far, but I'm not mad at him, man. Great, great team win. The Kings move to 10-6, and six, and the Memphis Grizzlies, unfortunately, fall to 10-8. and eight. All right? I got two more games for y'all, and we'll do tonight's previews. And I just want to talk about certain points and certain players. It won't be long. Maybe 30 minutes, 35 minutes. It will not be an hour. I don't want to do hour pods. Uh, hour pods to me is draft coverage, all-star coverage, uh, award shows. What else? Hour pods. And maybe whenever I get on YouTube, we can break it down just to give you some long-form pods. But I feel like in 30 minutes, we'll see where I get to. All right? So the Pistons and Nuggets. The Pistons defeat the Nuggets. What? The Pistons defeat the Nuggets. Yeah, I, I know. I just had to make sure y'all knew. Because sometimes I'll be saying these scores and it kind of goes over your head. The Detroit Pistons, K Cuttingham less. Pistons beat the Denver Nuggets 110 to 108. This is absolutely insane. All right. I watched a ton of this game, and I gotta be honest with you, the Denver Nuggets defense is horrible. All right. It's, it's bad. The transition defense is bad. Um, they're really horrible defensively. They're horrible. I'm not getting around it. Um, maybe they'll get better, but there's no way you should lose this game. Uh, let's start with the good. For, for every winner, there is a loser. And let's celebrate the champion while also getting on the guys that lost. So Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's really been playing well. And who, to me, Detroit's going to have to make a tough decision. They're 4-15. They absolutely stink. Uh, he's definitely been a boost for the team, and I do think he'll help once K comes back. Uh, K has a shin injury that might require him out for a while, but his stock is pretty high. I think he's in the last year of his deal. Man, I don't know what you can get for him, but I, I, w- I would pick up the phone if somebody asked me for trade offers. I would definitely pick up the phone. Also, I don't know how legit it is, but it said that they were listening to offers for um, Sadiq Bey, who also didn't play last night. Now, to me, I, I wouldn't trade Sadiq. I, I think he's actually pretty good. Uh, I think his three-point shot is hit or miss, but I like Sadiq Bay. I think he knows his role. Um, I think sometimes with him, people want a certain upside because of where he got drafted. But to me, if you watched him at Villanova and you knew the type of player he was, I think he can excel in his role, but everything else around him needs to be good. You know, he's a complimentary player. He's not a star player. He's not a guy that gets his own buckets. He's got to hit his shots. He's got to make his three-pointers. And the demotion from him from the starting lineup to the bench, that's pretty tough, man, especially for a young guy with a lot of high expectations. So we'll see where that goes. But back to Bogdan Bogdanovich, all right? 22 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Now, the thing that he does is he's a really good shooter. His jump shot wasn't falling, but he hit big key shots, and he made plays. His playmaking has definitely improved, and you definitely got to give a veteran um, props for that, for improving his game stage, improving his game especially with the stage that he is in, in his career. All right, uh, Isaiah Livers, uh, 5.2 rebounds. Marvin Bagley III has played well since his return, 14 points, 3 rebounds. I love him to get some more rebounds. Uh, and Jalen Duran, even though he was getting torched by Jokic, is going to be a star. Uh, he has a body type similar to Dwight Howard. Now, Dwight has uh, bigger muscle insertions, which means his potential to max out as far as his muscle and size is bigger. But I love what Jalen Duran is going to be in about four years. You just got to give him time to develop. And you need a point guard that's going to make sure that he gets lobs and gets fed the ball. 
But I definitely think he's a part of the future, a big part of the future too. So like I said, even with Detroit and Detroit and the Rockets, another one point I wanted to bring up, Charles Barkley said were the two most disappointing teams. Now I agree with him, but the problem was I think we were a year early. I still do believe in the growth of both of these markets as far as their best players, but I think it's going to be have to be a year early. Um, Houston is definitely not ready, and uh, Detroit's not ready either. Now, on the Denver side, right, I get it. Um, you didn't respect your opponent, but you're at home. Bones Highland, horrible transition defense. Jokic missing a bunch of uh, free throws. In the late stages of the game, this is embarrassing. Now, Jokic still finished with phenomenal numbers, 31-10-9. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 18-8. Aaron Gordon, 17-7. Jamal Murray, 10-8. That's not good enough. And he was getting uh, attacked on defense. And Caldwell Pope. So a couple of things. One, Michael Dr- Porter Jr. struggled late with decision-making. There was a couple of times where he had a shot where, yeah, he can take the three, but he had KCP in the corner, and he just kind of did the, the wrong he made the wrong decision because he kind of took the shots instead of making a pass. Uh, Jamal Murray was getting attacked, and he was behind a pick-and-roll player for the entire night. They got to get better with pick-and-roll coverage, and Jokic got to hit some free throws, man. There's, there's just no way. There's no way you should lose to this team, man. There's no way. It's an embarrassment. And, you know, Charles Barkley, again, I watched the NBA TNT show, so that's why I keep referencing him for the night's episode. But he said that they're going to be the number one team in the West. I don't see how that's possible until this defense improves. I think the law of averages improves, and sometimes opponents won't hit as many three-pointers. But I'm not buying Denver's defense. Their intensity is horrible. Their attention to detail is horrible, and their execution is horrible. And you can't you can't prove to me that they're going to get it done. Last game for the night, for, excuse me, for yesterday's game before we get into tonight's previews, the Phoenix Suns defeat the Los Angeles Lakers 115 to 110. And I know that the Phoenix Suns won. We all expected them to win. But I got to talk about AD. Yo, my man Anthony Davis, who was the uh, pitcher of yesterday's episode, world domination. 37 points. As great as that is, I have to go past that number. 21 rebounds, dog. And the thing why this is crazy, Davis used to be a guy to be like, he might get six. He might get five. He might get seven. He doesn't like playing center. And all that's out the window. This boy is getting busy, and he's playing phenomenal, man. And uh, Lakers are are improving. Thomas Bryant came back. He had a couple of shots off the bench. Uh, they still need scoring. Uh, they have too many point guards. Yo, check this out. Kendrick Nunn, point guard or off guard. Dennis Schroeder, point guard. Um, Patrick Beverly, point guard. Russell Westbrook, point guard. Yo, why do you have so many point guards on your roster and none of them are elite shooters? Patrick Beverly's shot has been in the dumpster juice this year, but I'm hoping that the law of error just turns that around. Uh, he did finish with 10 rebounds, though. So um, a couple of things. One, Devin Booker missed a lot of shots, and even though he finished with about 25 points, uh, five assists, and four rebounds, he missed a lot of shots. He shot 10 for 24, so I think he's going to play a lot better the next time they play. Aiton, even though he got in foul trouble early, he still finished with a solid game at 15 points and 14 rebounds. So as much as Davis was dominating, Aiton did do his part also as far as getting rebounds on the defensive end. Um, but this game came had a couple of outliers. One, Miles Bridges, excuse me, Mikel Bridges, was on absolute heater alert. Five for seven from the three-point line, 25 points, six rebounds, and three assists, right? And then you had bench production. I want to make sure I get this brother's name right because he was really good yesterday. Dwayne Johnson, excuse me, Dwayne Washington Jr., all right? 
Uh, he's from Ohio State. He's 22 years old. He finished his last night's game in a very impressive manner. 15 points, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, really was really great all night. You know, I, I got to give him props for his props is due. Um, but like I said, Mikel Bridges hitting five out of seven threes isn't going to have happen often. But they really needed him with uh, Booker missing more shots than normal and Cameron Payne struggling from the field a little bit. This game was never – it was close, but it, I was never threatened that the Lakers would win. Um, that is what it is. But the Lakers do look improved. I definitely think they need wings, uh, shooting three and D wings as soon as possible. I have no idea where they're going to get them from, but they know what they need. Uh, and as far as Phoenix, you know, keep rolling and keep chugging along until Chris Paul comes back, you know. All right, so let's do a couple of more things and we'll get you out of here. I want to talk about tonight's games, and then I want to talk about a couple of few topics that I'm very passionate about. And we're going to get you out of here. Like I said, I'm going to push for the 30-minute mark. We're on good pace for that right now. <clears throat> All right, so tonight, tonight, Wednesday, Wednesday, hump day. There is a ton of games on tonight. Ton, all right? We're going to go through all of them right now. We'll start at the bottom to the top. The Golden State Warriors are favored by 10.5 at home versus the Clippers. <sighs> no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. To me, the Warriors should blow this team out. Uh, I just don't think they have the juice to, uh, the Clippers have the juice to hang with the Warriors without one of the two-star players. I love the Warriors, but 10.5. Pistons and Jazz. The Pistons played their hearts out last night, and they earned the one that they deserved to get it. The Jazz are not the team you're going to play on the back-to-back after they have been kind of coming back down to earth. I love Utah to blow the uh, Pistons out. But the Pistons are going to keep this game close. That might be a fourth-quarter blowout, but this game for three quarters should be pretty close. Pelicans and Spurs. Um, the Pelicans have to win by seven. The Spurs always play hard at home. I hear that, but to me, as long as Zion plays, they should beat them. They're a much better team. Thunder and Nuggets. This line is even. This is funny. Uh... Jamal Murray should play. Jokic should play. Michael Porter Jr. should play. Bone Thailand is out. But um, I think the Thunder are going to win this game. They can, The Nuggets can't stop dribble penetration, right? That's one of the problems. And then two, shooting guards getting off a lot of assists against them. All right? And what does that combine for? Shea Gillius, even though he plays the two, he's a lead ball handler. He's going to do whatever he wants. Points, rebounds, assists. He's going to do whatever he wants his team, you know, uh, I'd like the Thunder to win this game. I think Denver lost at home. I think the Thunder are going to come out. The role players are going to play well. Big Josh Giddy game. Poku might play tonight. I love the Thunder. Give me your upset alert. This game is even, but I love the Thunder. Bulls and Bucks. There is a report that Mr. Christopher Middleton might be eligible to play in this game. He is eligible, but he might play. I don't have that official look, so until then, I still do like the Minnesota, excuse me, Milwaukee uh, Bucks to win by seven. Raptors. And um, Nets, Brooklyn's actually favored by two. Uh, at first, the Raptors were favored by two, but Fred Van Fleet is out. Also, Scotty Barnes is out. But the fact that both of those guys are all right and it's still only a two-point uh, spread is crazy. Wizards in heat. Miami's favored by two. The Wizards stink against teams. They play down the competition, and they don't play up the competition. I love the heat in this matchup. They're favored by two. I think they're going to win. I don't like the Wizards when they're not underdogs. Mavericks and Celtics, Jason Tatum is confirmed to play in this game. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I expect Boston to win this game. Luka's going to do whatever he wants, but one of the problems, and I'll talk about this a little later today, is that the Mavericks are a little too Luka-ish. And obviously, he's always had a high usage percentage, 
But to me, I don't see how they can even score without him. They're almost overly dependent on them. And what Brunson did last year, he gave his one-on-one scoring, his dribble penetration, and his ability to create for others, took a ton of pressure off of Luka Doncic, right? And so now all that pressure back is on Luka. And even though Luka is fine and playing with pressure, I just don't like the early trends of how much they're working him this early in the season. They need other guys to step up. All right. Uh, with that, all that being said, uh, the Celtics lost again. They shouldn't have lost. I think they're going to expect out and win by six. Kings and Hawks. I like the Kings. I know Atlanta's favorite about four and a half at home, and they've been playing better. I'm all in on the Kings. I think the Kings could win this game, but I love them to keep it extremely close in a one-possession game. Timberwolves and Spurs. Pacers' defense is horrible. Minnesota rebounds well, and they should be a better matching scoring team versus this Indiana Pacers team who give us a ton of points. I love the Timberwolves tonight. Trailblazers, Cavs. I like Clay. I like the Cavs. To, I like the Cavs to win this game by seven, but I love the Trailblazers. But to me, a lot of the guys, even though they're talented, they're a little inconsistent. So I like the Trailblazers in this game. And the 76ers, Hornets, Atlanta's has moved to five. As you know, the Sixers did defeat the Brooklyn Nets last night. And they had to have the stars in for a long time to win that game. So the thing about that is we don't know who's playing tonight for Philly in game five. Now, we know that Harden is out. We also know that Joel Embiid is out. And we also know that Tyrese Maxey is out. Now, Harden might play. We'll see. But... um. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to this game and uh, can't wait to see LeBron get back on the point. Excuse me. Can't wait to see um, them do what they're supposed to do. Sixers and Hornets. I'm sorry. I got a little bit uh, confused. I kept looking at the Lakers because LeBron is expected to play tomorrow. My bad, y'all. But um, Sixers and Hornets, after winning a big game last night, I'm worried that the Hornets might run the Sixers into the ground. They play super fast. Terry Rozier. Turns into Michael Jordan whenever he plays the Sixers. I'm just telling you tonight, look at his points. He'll do whatever he needs to do. I like the Hornets to win by five. All right, so a couple of things. We have the Friday Zach Lowe article. We can push that to Friday because today is Wednesday. So we'll push that to Friday. We will talk about that. I want to talk about a couple of things, news and notes, but I got to talk about something. I have a prediction, y'all. All right, this is a mini hot take, but probably not a hot take, but this is a take. Three players will become all-stars for the first time today, and I love all three of their growth. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, Shea Gillius-Alexander, and De'Aaron Fox. I think all these guys are making the playoffs. Uh, I think the Pacers are a much better team. Even though Halliburton's been good, I think the addition of Miles Turner makes the Pacers formidable defensively as far as in the paint, and I, I love this Pacers team to improve. I also love Shea Gillius-Alexander. You know, I want to talk about this, and I want to get this out now. He leads the NBA in drives, right? About 16 drives per game. And, you know, I wasn't a big Chet Holmgren guy, but one thing I have to be honest with is that when they play pick and roll, whenever Chet does return, and he's, you know, zigzagging, using his dexterity to finish his side, Chet is going to be at that top of the key all the time shooting that three, and he is going to... He should practice that three so much because he's going to be open so much at that time. And he's going to be banging threes, man. And like I said, even though I thought he was a little undersized and I was a little worried about it a little, I like his confidence. I like his skill set. And I love him playing with SGA as far as the defensive special and offensive. I, I think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal fit, man. I, I, I can't look forward to it. But I, I want to talk about all three of these guys is they're making the all-star team. Yo, listen, OKC is formidable. They've been upsetting teams. 
And outside of one or two games, SGA has been phenomenal. All right. You know what? I mean, I mean, I mean, just stop saying he's phenomenal. And let me hit y'all with some stats because that's what the people want. Hold on. I'm going to pull SG up um, right now. All right. So check this out, y'all. In his last five games, this is his stat line. 30 points versus the Knicks. 15 versus Memphis. 42 versus Washington. 37 versus Boston. 37 versus the Knicks. 20 versus Toronto. 39 versus Milwaukee. 33 versus Detroit. Milwaukee, 18 and 37 versus Denver. All right. They played Denver to get in night. I love Shade to score. But that's not the other thing is, is, it's the way he plays. It's the confidence that he's playing. And even though teams know he's going to get the ball, they still can't stop him. But the thing is, as much as he grows as a scorer, he still continues to grow as a passer. Last five games as a passer. Seven assists. Six assists. Eight assists. Eight assists again by the Knicks in Boston. Yo, this guy is it. He's making the all-star team. Obviously, my one big problem with OKC is that they don't play a center. James Robinson Earl is a power forward from Villanova. He's been solid, but they really, really need a big. Uh, they got some good forwards. Uh, Josh Giddy, uh, Dort is a really good 3 and D player. But listen, they they the fact that they're even this good and they had a schedule, I'm so excited for what they're going to do next year. But I had to get all that out there. Next, let's go to De'Aaron Fox. Um, give me one second, y'all. So we talked about De'Aaron Fox and how great he has been. But let's dive a little bit deeper. <clears throat> Excuse me. Assist a game in his last eight games. Six, seven, eight, nine, eight, twelve, eight. Points in his last five games. 33, 33, 33, 32, 28. Uh, 14, 22, 31. The thing is, he's been consistent as a scorer. He's been consistent as a passer. And he's just did what he has to do. And like I said, this team is good. And he is the number one reason why. Sabonis has been solid. But he's their best player. He's their leader. And Mike Brown, former Warriors assistant coach, former Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, has been singing the praises. And he's also been holding him accountable. Growth is a beautiful thing. When y'all hear me get on Ben, it's just because I don't see him hitting the ceiling and it's like if I knew what I knew before, I think he'd have a higher floor and I wouldn't think of him the way I do. I think he's a great talent, but I don't think he's maxing out. And so when I see guys like De'Aaron Fox have a great, not like on a bend level because he's much bigger, but have a great skill set, have a great athletic ability, and you're like, yo, they should be better and he should be better. You kind of leave yourself scratching your head like, yo, what's going on here? But I've seen the growth, man. And like I said, it is sustainable. Last but not least, Mr. Halliburton, a.k.a. Mr. Pass It To You. I want to talk about his assists, man. Uh, so in the last five games, Tyrese Halliburton has been averaging... Give me one second, y'all. 14 assists, 14 assists, 8, 11, 15, 11, and 13. Yo, and he's going to improve as a scorer. Uh, he finds guys, he finds shooters. The addition of uh, Naismith is a rookie... I hope you think I say his name wrong. We're going to see about that later. Uh, he's been phenomenal. They play fast. Uh, he he finds shots for other people. Yo, this team is going places, all right? I, I'm going to get a little worried about the Pacers, though, right? Because they have a lot of trade chips, and I think, you know, they want to make sure they play the rookies, but they got some veterans now that are helping. The Miles Turner thing, obviously, you should trade him if you get it's a great value, but he does make this team better, so it'll be tough a little bit to see what they do moving forward. But all three of those guys, 
They're making the all-star team for the first time in the, for the first time next year in February. But I wanted to make sure on this podcast I got that out. All right. So when y'all see the all-star game, be like, yo, what's what's my man doing out there? Is he lost? No, he's where he's supposed to be. Love the growth. All right. Uh, we'll do the top five. I want to wrap this up soon. We'll do the top five NBA power rankings and we'll get this out of here. And we'll get you guys out of here. I appreciate all the love and support. All right, y'all. Apologize a little bit having some technical difficulties, but we're going to wrap it up right there around the 30 minute mark. Friday, we're going to break down all the games for the weekend. Uh, we'll do the Zach Lowe podcast article. And anything that y'all want to talk about, topics, please feel free to message me on Facebook, IG, and Twitter. Hashtag Know Your Role Player. That's K N O W Y A R O L E P L E Y E R. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for all the love and support. Y'all be good. Peace.